everybody. Welcome to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray. I'm Kim, and I've been watching this show since the beginning. And I'm Kyle, and come and get it. Come and get it. I know that everyone is sick and tired of hearing, but, but when David stops doing it, I'll stop. I mean, it was all it was intense this episode it literally like half the episode was david just moaning kyle what is if he moans like that from just like the brush of a hand or seeing her what is he gonna do when he has sex with her (laughs) i don't think he ever does i don't think he ever does if he does i'm done i'm done like lisa done meaning done for 10 No, I'm done like Lisa done, meaning I'm done for five minutes and then I'm and then back, you'll be back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I pray that they never even like have more than a peck because the moaning, I can't even imagine it and I don't want to. Gross, gross. So bad. David, just FYI, I just want to remind you, Kyle, and everybody else listening that David still does not have Lana's phone number. Uh, it's it's still amazing. Doesn't. He doesn't even have like her WhatsApp screen name, much less a phone number. <laughs> No, no Instagram handle, nothing. We've got but nothing. But Kim, there's no messaging app on earth that does translation for you. I've never heard of such a thing. So He's he like, has yeah. to he has to use the website. It's so absurd. It's so ridiculous. I I was losing it. And you know, this just hopping right into overall thoughts on the episode. This episode was so heavy on David and Lana and then um baby girl Lisa. There really wasn't a whole lot else. I know that they're Joffrey and Vario, which we don't cover, but um, I think there was a lot of them too. It, it seemed like a shortened episode, didn't it? It did, and I, I'm, I have to say, I'm shocked there's any more content left. Yeah, they're really they're they're searching than, the bottom than, like, of the David. barrel here. Yeah, uh, yeah, like other than the David, uh, it looks like he's going to propose. Other than that, and. Us, Usman and Lisa, whatever happens at their wedding, whether it happens or not, that what what else is happening with the rest of these people? Nothing. They're already. I mean, we're going to talk about this. I was, I was fucking offended by how obvious this Darcy and Stacy scene was just worthless time filler. I okay. When did when did Darcy and and Tom break up? Was that like episode two? It was eight episodes ago i think and like literally every fucking week since then we're getting my heart's open i'm moving on my life i'm just rebuilding it from scratch i'm like we get i get a, a Darcy pep talk every time in yeah. full fur and these ridiculous sunglasses and i have a bunch of really rude notes and then they go and visit their brother at the cemetery and then i felt like a fucking asshole so i don't even know what to say or think about it i didn't this was bullshit <laughs> the, the 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 only thing that makes it kind of funny sometimes is you know that deep down Stacy fucking hates her. She hates her so much. I know. It, so it's just like the Stacy pep talks. I I, I always kind of crack up because you know that she despises her. F- yeah. With these, I, at least when it comes to relationships. We need to go back to Albania. That's that was the highlight. I think that was my favorite season of Darcy ever. By far. Was in Albania. It was so funny watching those sisters fight it out. I loved it. That's why I was I mean that that was so funny that it, it's the reason why I wasn't totally mad that 
she was going to be on this season, but they dragged it out so long, so freaking long. They really did. And other than other than the Darcy getting dragged out, there were three things that enraged me, enraged me this episode. The first was Stephanie's choice of outfit that she wore to the airport. I cannot. Like she was wearing like a sundress, <laughs> like a wrap dress in Darcy heels, and she didn't even have a freaking mask. How much have we heard about her illness and she doesn't have a mask? She asked the airline person for a mask? Like, dude. Anyway, we'll get into that. The second is that Lana, actually, this didn't enrage me. This made me happy. Lana wore a sweatsuit on her date with David. Yep. <laughs> a, a Nike sweatsuit. sweatsuit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing tells a man, I really want to bang you later, than wearing a sweatsuit to a nice fancy dinner. Oh, And then yeah. ordering grapefruit juice, too. <laughs> He's like tequila. He's like, he like big edited her. He was like, tequila? Do you want whiskey? Do you want wine? Can I get how you can drunk? I, how can I dramatically increase my pH in my body so that if we have sex there's a zero percent chance that this man will ever impregnate me ever again (laughs) it was great just like i kind of expect her to go medieval and start buying lemons and random weird (laughs) herbs at this at the market just in case the third thing that enraged me was big ed talking to his mother and he like has this list of well, mom, because of X. And I'm like, this is all information that you had before you went. Well, mom, she just, she wanted to have kids and I'm 54. I just, I can't do that again. It's like, you were 54 before you left. You were 54 (laughs) when you left. She had a child when you left and she still is a child now. So fuck you. Moving on. Don't blame Rose for this shit. I got so mad. Save Teddy. Save Teddy and his delightful mother. Anyway, should we hop into Evidence? Let's do it. Okay. First off, um, corrections from last week. Hashtag cray cray animal facts. <laughs> oh, God. Koalas do chlamydia. not have syphilis. <laughs> they have chlamydia. I got multiple DMs about this. The so, more you know. <laughs> I want everybody to learn something on this podcast. Ko- koalas have chlamydia and not syphilis. And also, they don't smell bad. They smell like cough drops because of all the eucalyptus. <laughs> so that's my bad. They can still be vicious, though. I stand by that. Sorry, Aussies. I know that we you just you just getting really a hard time on our podcast this season. <laughs> I didn't hear any didgeridoo this episode. Are you kidding me? I didn't. Thirty one thirty. Go to minute thirty one thirty, and it I is, love that you wrote it down. Okay, I did write it down. <laughs> it is horrendous because I thought like we should probably play it. Um, it is, it is so horrible. It's like they bought one of those CDs at like a trinket shop that's like original, authentic didgeridoo music from Australia that are like full of like elevator didgeridoo music that's really horrible and and like pretty offensive to aboriginals and then they like played one song each of the 14 episodes <laughs> there were like 14 <laughs> songs on the cd you know that's know. like what it sounds like it's so bad anyway um hea tra- i just want to talk about the hea trailer did you watch it i did i i, I mean hashtag pot of shame maybe but right? i'm kind of excited me too <laughs> 
Did you ever think you would be excited for uh, a season of Happily Ever After? Zero percent. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I think it is mostly Moldova related. It, it basically looks like half before the ninety days. That's why it looks good. Yeah. So we have no pow. That's the first good thing. No pow. Thank God. Secondly, we have um, Libby and Andre in Moldova. I'm assuming for their Moldovan wedding. I can't wait for this. This looks awesome. It's going to be so dramatic and stupid, but I'm excited to see Moldova. I want to see Father Andre, who we all fell in love with when he came to visit. Um, then Then we get a really hilarious clip of Angela at a fertility doctor and she's like, there's a baby in there. And the doctor's like, that's intestines. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I loved that. That's going to be funny. I could spot an egg a mile away. <laughs> and then. Um, so bad. I think her name is Jessica, Colt's new Brazilian girlfriend, the redhead. She's like throwing shoes at Colt. And I'm like, yes, I hope she pokes an eye out and I want to see this. I'm here for physical violence against Colt, you know? <laughs> oh, I'll just admit it. Yeah. And then uh, Larissa learning to do pole dancing. All of this looks entertaining to me, especially with what we're going to have to choose from in reality TV land a month from now, which is going to be slim pickings. So. I think that Eric being on is going to be completely bonkers. Do you remember his five minutes at the tell-all? For the last yes. season of HEA, it was the weirdest television I've ever seen until I saw Corny's quarantine segment. <laughs> he is I, such a strange dude. He is so strange. Similar to Corny's boyfriend or not boyfriend. Um, I kind of hate him. Captor. <laughs> Her, <yeah. laughs> that segment was so weird. Um, Eric is, I just can't figure him out and I don't know if he's like acting or if he's just dumb, but I'm here for it. I think. I think he's both acting and dumb. Yeah. That's why it's so bad, which makes it kind of ironic. So ironically good. I don't know. Uh, Okay. We just real quick. There can't be another two hour episode next week, right? It has to be one hour and then one hour of the tell-all. I really hope so, because I feel like we are, we're just, they're really scraping for this content. I, there's no way that this could have been intended to be 14 episodes, is there? I feel like they, they really wanted the Yolanda storyline to play out a bit more. and They never got there. And it, and it didn't, and so they called up Darcy and said, Darcy. We're going to film you for 17 weeks, and you're just going to drive around in the Ultima and just figure shit out. Figure it out. <laughs> Darcy's and like, I like, can do I'm it. I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is what I don't understand. So this, from a high level, just to talk about this from a high level for a second, I am, I am genuinely worried like that after this season of happily ever after and after this season of toe that we're not going to have content um new content because nobody can film right now nobody can travel nobody can go anywhere i guess they could but um it would be extremely frowned upon and they i think they'd get a lot of shit for it maybe they don't care um you're not excited for self-quarantine season two kim 
I'm not. To be honest, it hasn't been that bad lately. It hasn't. It's been kind of funny. (laughs) It has been. But I mean, I don't want 14 episodes of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I am like, I'm worried about the six to 12 month future. And what I'm so angry about is that TLC decided to layer new seasons on top of each other. Like you save that shit for when we're in a content drought TLC. And instead we have like four hours of content for the next four months that we can't even get through and dedicate enough time to. It's really irritating. And um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm worried for the fall. That's I think, I think that they are just banking on that there's a lot of people home right now and throw as much shit at the wall as you can because people are doing nothing anyway. And I think they're just rolling the dice that it's going to open up comparatively in the summer. I mean, in California, they're talking about starting filming back up. So I don't think it's complete. And, you know, Georgia has a huge film industry. They're they're already open. So I don't think it's out of the question that they can film some content. But... Yeah, it's going to be weird. Okay, let's let's get into the episode. Who did you want to start with? Do you want to start with BGL? Sure. Okay. I have a lot to say about baby girl Lisa. It's the day before my marriage, and you haven't proposed yet. Is that a new sentence that no one has ever <laughs> said before? <laughs> it certainly is, Kyle. What? <laughs> The poor man, Usman, hasn't, he hasn't proposed because he literally hasn't been with Lisa for more than 10 consecutive minutes where she hasn't stormed off, screamed, I'm done, said fuck every other word, called him names, uh, said the word whore 20 times in a sentence. Like, he hasn't been able to get enough consecutive words in to even propose. I guarantee that she demanded that he call her African queen. <laughs> what in the fuck was that? That was so, the strangest. That might be the strangest part of this episode. I, I don't. I, <laughs> I know fuck? that my dream proposal is a hotel bathroom proposal as well. It's where I always dreamed of a man getting on one knee. What's wrong? What's the problem? I don't understand. <laughs> He's like, I've seen it in the movies. I'm like, what movies are you watching where they're proposing outside of a hotel bathroom? Anyway. And, um, and the funny part was before he proposed, what was she doing? She was in the bathroom screaming. screaming. I can't find the damn brush. Usman, Usman, I can't find the damn brush. Where is that? They literally had this whole segment where they're fighting. And Lisa, by the way, says I'm done even more than Mother Deb. Yeah. Like, oh, God. She's Mother Debbie I'll done. i More I'll than leave. Mother Debbie. And it's just hysterical. Like, they, they like, go out. Lisa thinks she storms out of the hotel room thinking, like, I want to have a conversation with Usman that's not on camera. I think that she forgets that she's mic'd up. And we can hear everything they're saying. <laughs> And yeah. then they like go to the end of the hallway. They have some strange conversation, and then all of a sudden they've made up, but nothing was said. I'm so confused. There was no substance to it no. at all. Yeah. How did these fights resolve? What was resolved? I I, I don't know. Does he just kind of brush his cock against her thigh and then she just forgives him instantaneously? I don't understand. 
I honestly think yes. Like, I honestly think that's what must have to happen. He has to re-dickmatize her. (laughs) So they come back into the room, happy for five seconds. She's going on and on about the brush. There's no damn brush. Where's my fucking brush, Usman? And then she comes out to scream at him some more. And he's like, well, this is the only reprise I'm going to get. I better just go for it. At least she's not screaming about me. She's screaming about a brush. That's an improvement. (laughs) Here you go. Let's get married. I didn't hear the phrase whore or Nigerian whore in uh, the last five minutes. So I think this is this is my cue to go. Where's that whore brush? Where's that fucking? <laughs> I, I've done everything I can to blend into his culture. <laughs> that was what? the most absurd thing BGL what? has ever said. That is the most absurd thing that was said this entire episode. I have done everything I can to blend into his culture. Girl. No. What has she done? She bought okay. She she bought a goat. She went to uh, mosque for ten minutes. She went to a mosque once, and she wore that. She wore a head covering uh, twice. That he tied and for her. Then that I I can't remember anything else. She certainly hasn't eaten anything except like a pancake and a cracker since she no, got she, there. She's eating like nickel. Yeah, she really is. She really is. Um, I won't go into my rant about picky eaters again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think I offended some people, but that's okay. Uh, Yeah, she's really, she says this line about blending cultures many times this episode. I have to disagree with you, though, Kim. (laughs) I I don't think that the blending cultures was the dumbest thing she's ever said. I think the dumbest thing that she's ever said was when, if you don't propose, people are going to say I'm knocked up (laughs) if you proposed on our wedding day. That was so funny. I was like, Lisa, literally no one is saying that. God. No one is saying that you're knocked up. No one. I, that, who would assume that ever? I just imagine Angela watching that and just nodding like, yeah, of course. Of course they would think she must be pregnant. Look, I'm not saying it is impossible to bear a child in your 50s. However, just statistically speaking, it is unlikely. And uh, uh, that's just not where the mind would go. <laughs> it's not where the mind would go. And it wouldn't occur to me to be something that would be accidental at that age. Um, yeah. Usually, you know. My first thought is the reason he didn't propose to you until the day of your wedding is because he <laughs> hates you. Oh, but God. it was everything she wanted, Kim. It's everything. She gets so emotional talking about this proposal. I'm like, what is happening here? Like, she's like, I'll never forget it. Oh, I just, I was like, your standards are low. You need to raise your standards. But also, it's baby girl Lisa, so. It's everything I wanted. It was the day of my wedding, and it was in a bathroom hallway. (laughs) It was gorgeous. Do you think she ever found the brush? (laughs) (laughs) No. She completely forgot. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about the elders? We have some elders. (sighs) Family has arrived. The elders have arrived. Where did his, his brother, brother Farouk, where did he travel from? He said it was like four hours away, right? I, I I thought it was seven hours, but came with his beautiful daughter. Oh, she's gorgeous. Um, he, he, like 
literally every other human being that meets Lisa is concerned that she's a little, a little bit older. <laughs> it's, a, you know, it's a little strange. We had a lot of uh, Patreon members that were into Farouk, and, and I'm with him. He was he is by far the best looking brother, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think like most people thought it was a little bit odd that they were cleansing themselves for prayer in a, in the toilet. We have had Patreon members that have commented that that's really, uh, let's just say it's non-standard. Practicing, (laughs) practicing Muslims that have mentioned that. Yeah. Use a sink. And I've, you know, I've done. There was a shower right there. Right. That's what I couldn't get. Um, And obviously like when you do ablution at the mosque, I've only done it twice. I've, um, broken fast for Ramadan with um, some friends, but the you know they have the special little faucets that are kind of at ground level for your feet. Um, but in a bathroom, I would imagine you'd use the sink or the shower. <laughs> it was a little strange. And you would think that they would have those accommodations at a Nigerian hotel. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if they literally just said, "Hey, mom, for filming, we're gonna." do something funny and wash your feet in the bidet really uh odd yeah it was it was strange it was the only time i thought baby girl lisa said something somewhat sensible when she was like it didn't make sense to me while you're trying to clean yourself you know from bad thoughts and bad um uh, you know getting to prepare for prayer and you're putting your feet in the toilet <laughs> I it, like, yeah, yeah i mean if if the idea is to cleanse your your mind too i i am not a practicing muslim but i would be thinking about the poop on my feet the whole time (laughs) we all we all know your thoughts on flushing toilets toilets Uh, and carpet bathrooms and things toothbrushes near the toilet it's very simple it's very simple yeah disturbing feces uh, let's just say uh, objects in motion tend to stay in motion. Okay. That's all I'll say. Um, so what did you think about the conversation with the brothers? Like it, for me, baby girl, Lisa asks or tells Farouk, like she brings it up. She's like, you know, we have some problems that we need to give address. me your honest thoughts. And, and yeah, Farouk is like, explain the problems. So baby girl Lisa is like, well, Usman is stubborn. That's all she says. She doesn't elaborate at all. But I feel like Muhammad has definitely filled Farouk in. Oh, And been yeah, like, yeah, look, yeah. this shit is crazy. Like, and then Lisa doesn't even let Farouk get a word in. No. She just interrupts him. To Lisa, stubborn means they don't agree with me. Or they don't do exactly as I say. That's what stubborn means to it her. It means like... Yeah, like I can't control him 100%. Yeah. This was really odd. She asked for their honest opinion. They start to give it, and then she has a total meltdown. And up until this point with Usman's family, she has done a reasonably good job of keeping it together. Yeah. We've remarked about that with his mom and, um, you know, Muhammad in the past. But that was when she felt like she needed something from them. Right. She That's needed true. she needed them to get mommy's blessing. And now that they are just essentially guests at their wedding, she sees them as, I don't know, not even necessary anymore. 
right? Because she has what she wants in her head. So she, just like everyone else that doesn't agree with her, she is perfectly willing to discard them because you can imagine when, let's say, in a magical fairy world where Usman comes to the U.S. to live with Lisa, I I don't think she's even going to allow him to talk to his family. Oh, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, she doesn't want him getting ideas from them clearly especially after Farouk is like listen to me like you can't expect your husband to be with you morning noon and night like he's got to go do things and you know work and then Mohammed comes in with wife should follow the husband in our culture I don't think she's into that yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pro I mean, tip look. I mean yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I get it. Like men's I, don't, I don't control her. Okay, men's don't you know? control her. Yeah, yeah. And uh, women's don't control us, us men. So no, this is going to work great. Yeah. Um. So Lisa just storms off, and it's it's a Again. really bad. It's ter- she throws the headscarf off, storms off. What do these brothers like? Are they in on the ju- like? Are they in on the plan? Like for us men? Like why would they allow their brother to marry this woman? Do they think she has money? Do they really want to get him to the States? I wonder at this point if they are still okay with this or deep down they are so ashamed of what they're seeing. And I just wonder if they actually care. I just, I'm thinking about, do they feel like they can explain to their friends and family and the other people in their community that this is, are they just going to say, oh, this was fake. This isn't real. She's not really that bad. And they were really never in love anyway and blah, blah, blah. Is that their plan? Or do they honestly think that this is real and then they're going to go have to hang their head in shame to everyone they know? Everyone that they know is going to see this on TV. And they're going to initially, at least until maybe Muhammad and, and Far- Farouk explained that or try to or lie that this is fake that <laughs> yeah uh, you, you know what i'm getting at i just yeah. it's hard for me to square that they just don't fucking tackle usman right now and pin him to the ground and say no you will bring shame on our entire culture if you marry this fucking idiot racist person yeah and culture aside honestly just this person <laughs> like yeah distasteful even if you know my brother was like look at this is the woman i'm going to marry i would be like no (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know i just yeah it it, it's it fascinates me that the family showed up and they seem to be open to this idea that usman's really going to marry this woman i can't wait to see what happens actually this is the last really good storyline that we have to tie up and I don't know what happens. And I mean, I, I kind of know a little bit, but not really. And so I'm I'm excited to watch it next week. Did you see that Lisa was posting, <laughs> stay tuned for the wedding of the century <laughs> Lisa. on Instagram? Maybe she's trying to throw us off. I don't know. I thought it was no, so funny. No, she's not smart enough anyway. Yeah, I thought it was well, so funny. Stay tuned for that, folks. <laughs> yeah. I am super excited to tell you about our newest sponsor, Duke Cannon. You know what dries out hands? Washing them a lot. 
an activity which we're all now very well familiar, Duke Cannon's Bloody Knuckles Hand Repair Bomb replaces all that moisture that keeps going down your sink. In fact, if we ever do start actually shaking someone's hands again, people are going to notice how well moisturized your hands are. As a computer programmer, my hands are like spun silk, but my wife has been using this stuff religiously, and she says it's amazing, which means a lot coming from someone with an entire drawer of hand balm. This Bloody Knuckles hand balm is made with lanolin to provide the moisturizing relief your hardworking hands need. It doesn't leave your hands feeling sticky or greasy, and it's completely unscented. There's five ounces of moisturizing goodness in each jar, so it lasts a long time. Duke Cannon Supply Company is as American as a Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Not only do they make all their products in the USA, they put actual Buffalo Trace bourbon whiskey in my new favorite soap, their big American bourbon whiskey soap. Why? To give it its unique oak barrel scent. And because they could. This is America. It's whiskey and soap, okay? Even better, it's three times the size of common puny whiskeyless soaps. Visit DukeCannon.com and use the promo code CRAYCRAY for 10% off your entire order. Free shipping with orders over 20 bucks. A range of Duke Cannon men's premium products are also available at your local Target. Once again, visit DukeCannon.com and use promo code CRAYCRAY for 10% off your entire order and free shipping with orders over $20. DukeCannon.com, promo code CRAYCRAY. All right. Um, you want to do a little Avery and Ash? <laughs> I can't, I can't decide how I feel about this. Like, I know that Ash's, like, Ash's box presentation ruined him for me. <laughs> but these two, like, they definitely have a real legit connection. And I feel like love between them. They have a real connection in the bedroom is what they have. Yeah, they do. I mean, you these can tell. I mean, fuck. Avery did a 180 the first night they spent together after, after their fight. I mean, totally different personality. It was so funny. She was, she was so um, hardcore and just stuck to her guns and was calling him out. And then they slept together again. And she's like, well, I guess we'll just give it another five years. <laughs> she was done. And she even said on the way to the airport, she's like, it was a really good night together. And she like gives him this doe-eyed look. I was like, yeah, girl. Oh, man. Well, that you guy, get it, I guess. <laughs> that guy has some talents. and uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, just, I just don't know what else Ash has to offer. After seeing this entire season, seeing how a lot of his shit on social media, I just... Yeah. Other than having a great body and presumably being awesome in bed, he... I don't think that he's funny. Mm-mm. He's not, he's never made me laugh intentionally. Um, he says gobbledygook gibberish. He's not intelligent, really. And so he, he, I mean, he seems like he's moderately successful. So he's hardworking. Uh, I mean, you could tell that just by his gym routine alone, that he's a hardworking guy. But. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like I don't really know what else he has to offer. So my theory holds, I think, 
stigmatized. Yeah, yeah, good at eating pussy. Um, <laughs> I just that that's my takeaway. Um, <laughs> his main talent. He like I and I also think it's because I also think it's because they are the only couple that could even potentially be real on this season. I know. Yeah. Like that. I want to believe that there is love between them because there's no one else. There's no one else. There has to be. She, I mean, she has to love him at a certain point to not have left immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you see them staying together? No, I don't. I don't think that they can survive that long with the distance. I, I just don't. Yeah. I don't think so. You want to talk? Let's talk about uh, Ed for five seconds. Fuck. Okay. Um, I don't want to tell people what happened as like there's an entire camera crew in front of your face. That that always cracks me up. I am so mad at Ed. As I said in the very beginning of this podcast, first of all, he has a ponytail that looks like a toddler tied his own pigtails. (laughs) And, you know, he just, like, he's doing this whole, like, Rose broke up with me, woe is me. Like, dude. No Rose. No love. Like, he did nothing to deserve this. And this is what is most disturbing. In Ed's mind, he didn't do anything wrong. No. He did nothing wrong in that ear. He just wanted to know about her past. And then she clam up. Trying to make it sound like she's, she's, he's trying to make it sound like she's shady. Like, he lied about kids and somehow thought he was going to get past this hurdle. Again, not new information. We saw you talking to your friend about it before you even got on a plane, dude. Like you lied about wanting kids. You almost got a freaking vasectomy before you left. You made an appointment. Like He has an appointment now, doesn't he? Yeah. So when he's standing at the airport with his mom trying to get sympathy, like I'm a failure. I'm like, yeah, you are a failure actually. And you suck as a human. So um, don't feel bad for him. Zero sympathy, zero. Save Teddy. The only honest thing that he says is that he he says, I'm not even ready to be a father to Prince. Well, then why the fuck did you go at all? Thank you. That is the part that I could not even reconcile. I mean, like, maybe like you said, like, I could... I can give him the benefit of the doubt if he hadn't done all the other shitty things to Rose. Let's just say the only shitty thing he did was lie about the kids, which is still really messed up. Let's say that he didn't do all the other shitty stuff. And he showed up and he was like, um, you know, I, I can't be a father to Prince. That alone is a deal breaker. Right. That of alone. course. What does he expect her to leave Prince in the Philippines? Like, yeah. dude, that is not an option. So, it's it's so messed up that he uses that as an excuse to his mom. As I remember back when we were covering our first season of this show on before the 90s season two and the first few episodes, we absolutely hated Tariq. He just seemed like <laughs> such a scumbag. In hindsight, yeah. he's like the patron saint of 90 day compared to some of these other pieces of shit. But yeah. one thing he never did, at least in my memory, was equivocate about hazel's kid he he never waffled on the idea that he was going to be that kid's father that never. was a pre that was a precondition to being with this person done like case closed you know yeah it it blows my mind too that ed has a daughter and still like 
thinks of Prince as an afterthought. Like, of course, you you have it. You are a parent. I think he it's claimed, one thing. Yeah, he, yeah. sorry. To go be ahead. Like, no, I was just going to say, if you're like young and immature and you're in your 20s and you're just some bro that doesn't understand what it is to be a parent because you haven't gotten there yet. He's 54. He's raised a child and he treats Prince like he doesn't even exist. And it would be one thing if he said, you know, I'm not ready to be a parent again, but I love Rose, so I'll fake it till I make it. And to be honest, I feel like that's what most step parents end up being. Is anyone really ready to be no. a parent to someone that they, they haven't seen grow up until this point? Not really. But if you really love the other person, you figure it out. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I'm not I've never been a step parent, but that's always been kind of my assumption. This this fucking guy, he he never he never even really makes a serious he never even says to himself that he wants to be a step parent to Prince. And so I feel like there was for sure some wishful thinking on Rose's part. I'm not blaming her, but Ed, Ed never even comes out and says, I can't wait to just take take Prince to the ball game. You know what I mean? He doesn't yeah. even he never even talks about Prince at all. Yeah, he I don't think he said a single thing about Prince this entire season. Except just, don't come to the yeah, to this to the bang not, trip. Not invited. Let's let's talk about David. I when they were walking around Keith, Dave, the one of the first things David does is he's he's just pointing at something. It's like, "Wow, look at this." And she, I just imagine in her head she's thinking well, yeah, I live here. Also, P- <laughs> also, P.S. I don't speak English. <laughs> oh, on, on that note, it seems like so. We learned this episode that it seems like she has a she, her English isn't bad in terms of the comprehension. It seems like she understands most of what he says. It's just you know she can't she can't speak it because her her skills just aren't that far along enough to speak confidently. I'm I'm going to disagree with you there. This woman speaks perfect English. This woman so? is fluent. <laughs> this woman speaks fluently. She understands everything. She just doesn't want David to know because he would never leave her alone. And I'm also, not even sure that's tinfoil. I just think that's a good not. theory. <laughs> how how does she how does she make him um contact her through the app of Anastasia Date, the website? If they don't need translation, then her cover's blown and he's like, well, just give me your phone number. You speak fluent English. Well, also, I I still completely believe that she makes probably a pretty small, but I think she still makes a cut of the total revenue. And the translation app for Anastasia Day is probably a huge raise. If she can, if you, if, if you imagine if you make 5%, let's just say it's 5%. I'm sure it's absurdly low, whatever the yeah. percentage is. If you can make an extra 5% just by convincing a dummy you don't speak English, <laughs> that's that's a win-win. Not to mention it prolongs the conversation, so it draws it out, makes it longer, only yes. increasing even more money. So, yeah, she has every incentive to pretend not to speak English. She even admit you can tell, like, before the translation app is even, like, spitting back the Russian to her, she, she knows what he said. Like, it's so obvious to me that she speaks and understands English. I mean, this is an educated woman. You can tell that she she's learned English. Anyway, 
I, and if what? she's not if she's not educated, she's certainly street smart about what's really going on here. Exactly. I, this woman, I have never seen anyone look so uncomfortable in my whole life. It <laughs> for such me, a prolonged period. I was like tense watching it, like so scared for her. I felt so creepy and just so like. The, the amount of so much like there was even a there was even a burr so good also he David, couldn't even he just mm, he mmmed even during when they were taking pictures together yes mm. it barely took he can look at her and it and do it, it like it sparks and mm. like it, there doesn't even need to be physical touch and he's mm-ing. like I, I have I some more things it. for you later mm. <laughs> creepy hug mm. i hit a strike mm. except did he get a strike he got no strikes how oh, how do you almost get to no the strikes? end okay how do you get no strikes i do not believe except for that the best evidence that he used to be a professional bowler is that picture that he had a because mustache. Just that, that's it. There's no the bowling whole thing. ball. Just the whole thing. But I, I just, I don't believe that he was ever a professional bowler. I can't. I, it's impossible to believe that. Even if he hasn't bowled one time in forty years, he had no form at all. And even if he argue that he had form, he didn't have any consistency. He, just, it looked like he just kept trying different shit. Over and over again. There's no fucking way he's professional. I, I'm not a professional bowler, but my parents bowl like seven times a week. I've had to be on the phone with them, convincing them to not go bowling during quarantine. <laughs> that's like that's how much they bowl, and yeah. like they know the owner of the bowl. The well, Kyle, the owner of the bowling alley said we could bowl by ourselves, and so it's not violating the quarantine. Just fucking don't bowl, Dad. God damn. So. <laughs> <clears throat> All that's to say, I've been around bowling my entire life, and I'm not that good. But you can tell when someone knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. It's so obvious he's not. A, he's a terrible bowler. It's literally like he only wanted to go bowling to show off his skills, and he was terrible. Yes. And he here's so Lana bad. like throwing think, the bowling. I think ball. Lana might have been better, and she got a spare. <laughs> she like better than him and he's trying to touch your hips oh ladies we have all oh been there God. there is nothing worse than a man touching you that you don't want to touch you and he's trying to mansplain something to you at the same fucking time <laughs> oh here let me teach you how to hold a pencil so you can write you woman like you know and you're like get <laughs> off me stop touching me i know how to swing a fucking baseball bat i don't need you to move my elbows up get off me dude get off my shit I I was I felt for her in that moment. That was creepy. His hands were uh wandering on the hips, of course. And yes, if you are good at bowling, there's some there's definitely some hip action going on there. But <laughs> all he had to do was just kind of I don't know, at most touch her elbow to kind of guide her arm in general, right? And yeah. like <laughs> when my when my dad taught me how to bowl, do you think my dad was touching my <laughs> hips? It's it's not necessary, all right? <laughs> it's also not a sexy activity. There is 
go salsa dancing if you want to touch your hips, dude. Like, no, there's no sex in bowling, okay? There just isn't. I'm sorry. (laughs) No. Also, I just, I want to talk to you about, like, the Instagram comments that I get every time I post about David and Lana are so disturbing for me. Because there's a large contingent of the viewership that thinks that, like, since Lana has been talking to David for seven years, and since David has spent all this money talking to her, that she owes him. She owes him. him. Yeah, she owes him her vagina. This is really disturbing to me. I can't articulate it very well, but, like, you that doesn't mean that you buy her like you can get her all the gifts in the world you can get her a diamond ring and she can say no she can accept your gifts it doesn't mean that she has to have sex with him and i just i can't get well, these are the same this. these are the same people that got mad at me for saying david showing up at or david trying to stalk lana and her whole her hometown was the definition of rape culture so it's just people that don't get it. And I just, in Lana, in her interview this week, s- talks about, she's like, you should never give a stranger, especially when you meet on yeah. the internet, your address, because who knows what they'll do. And this is a case in point. He she's went to smart. her house. She's, <laughs> she she's not dumb. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she literally says the reason why she did it. And then he did it. Yes. He did the, she's like, don't talk to strangers and don't, she's like, don't give strangers your personal information. They might stalk you. What does David do? He stalked her. Look, I'm not saying that Lana is a good person. Like, is she scamming men online? Yeah, she is. I'm not like team Lana. I'm just saying that David got what he paid for. um, And he's, you know, talking to hundreds of women and that, no woman, regardless of the gifts that she receives from a man, is is you know should be forced to have sex with that man. It's, you don't buy women. You cannot buy a woman like that. It's so fucked up that people think that you can, and it really irritates me. Anyway, sorry. What else happened <laughs> in this episode? I went off a little. I want to see more affection from her. Oh, mm. yeah. I want to look at you all the time. Mm. This, uh, you know, pro tip for men. Maybe on your first date, don't say all the creepy things that you've ever done. Why does he tell her that he hired a private investigator and then he follows it up with, oh, yeah, and I showed up at your house. By the way, that address... You know, the old man was a nice guy, but... (laughs) Anatoly was very confused why I was at his house. I just... I mean, why? Why? I... Of all times to be open and honest, I just... I don't get it. He's trying to... Isn't he trying to woo her? Yes. You know? With his full-length leather jacket. Um, He... But that don't he worry, bought Kyle. like after he he got fourth place in an amateur bowling tournament <laughs> forty years ago. Don't worry though he's he's got a Victoria's Secret bag full of gifts, uh, oh, which yeah. he's already started to disperse to her, and also he's going to buy her all the English lesson all the English lessons that she wants, Kyle, because he shouldn't need to learn her language. She's going to learn English. Why is chocolate an appropriate gift on the first date? Also. 
I don't know. I think he just thinks flowers and chocolate. Look, I would not be disappointed to receive the chocolate, but I don't no, know I, what Lana's tastes are. That's what I mean. I think flowers are a more universal gift to show appreciation. I feel like, what if she doesn't like chocolate? She's Ukrainian. She eats. She probably eats chocolate all the time. Chocolate's fucking awesome over there. And it. I don't know. Maybe it's not even culturally appropriate in Ukraine to give chocolate. But then again, this if anyone knows about giving shit to people in Ukraine, it's probably David. So I don't know. That's maybe I'm true. speak maybe I'm talking out of my ass here. <laughs> just to me in my head, I am I would be worried. Is that like giving a cheeseburger to an American girl on the first date as a gift? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that um she did talk a lot about this candy store that she likes. So Okay, that's true. I don't know. Maybe that's so sorry. David started with the, Oh, I showed up at your house. And then he followed with the private yeah. investigator, which right. do you think I... is worse? Like, which do you think is the worst thing to admit? I don't know. On the one hand, just you, you, you find out what he's capable of right away, but then it, it, it just feels, it almost feels more invasive that he hired someone to try to follow you around. And like a professional, not like dumb, yeah. dumb David, like trying to look for her himself. But it's almost more terrifying that he like hired a professional to track her down like a freaking like most wanted person or something. And I imagine she has to know that I, I would I would think it's a pretty safe bet to say that most pri- professional private investigators in Ukraine are ex-military. And it just it would be super creepy to me. I just, it's, it would be, I can't, I'm just trying to envision what it would have been like to be on a date with a guy that I was already creeped out by. And then he tells me that I had this actually happen once in high school and it freaked me the fuck out that God, I'm going to tell the story, whatever. I met this dude and, um, you know, like out, I was like a senior in high school. He showed up at my house when I wasn't there And my mom lost her shit on this dude. She was like, who are you? How do you know where my daughter lives? Why are you here? Please leave and never come back. (laughs) Because I wouldn't give him my address. And then he called a friend of mine and like gilded her into it. Because he wanted to like bring me flowers. And my best friend feels bad about this to this day. We still laugh about it. She's like, I can't believe I did that. But it was terrifying. It was terrifying because then I was like, now he knows where I live. Like, what if he shows up again? And, but to imagine that this guy would have, like, hired an ex-military professional then to, like, track my whereabouts, I cannot think of anything that's scarier, actually. You would have moved to Ukraine. I would have. I would have. I'd be like, I'm going to Toronto. I'm going to Canada. Get me out of here. Lana's response was great. She doesn't, she doesn't, like, freak out or anything. She just says, well, think it's t-. she does kind of a, a Michael from uh, Michael <laughs> and what's her name? Uh, it's like, well, think it's time for me to hit the dusty trail. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's like, I'm going. She says it is mad. <laughs> I love the translation. It is, it is quite mad. mad. Yeah. And I'm leaving now. But then they like. She's in the same outfit to go to this dinner later on, right? 
It's the timeline is very confusing. It's like they had a couple of full days together, but then they edit it and kind of yeah. mixed it up a bit. So we don't really know what the order was. This I, could have been last for all we know. I fucking died when he said he's back in the hotel room and he said he was still he was still talking to her on the website. <laughs> I know. It's like it's just I know we already covered this, but it just going through the timeline, I thought it was so fucking funny that he didn't get her number and that he didn't figure out what Google Translate was or uh, just so great that he's it's still great. he is still paying her money and they just hung out. He never got her phone number. I'm calling it now. He still doesn't have her phone number to this day and he never will. And good for you, yeah. Lana. Yeah, totally. I was just, uh, your thoughts on come and get it. I. Was that the sexiest thing you've ever seen? It was disgusting. Or... I can't just. <laughs> so when David gets the strike and he's like, come and get it. And then later as like, will you come to my hotel room? It's so obvious what he is looking for. And I actually, Lana is very skillful in the way that she's deflecting this because she is having none of it. None I just, of it. I the mean, thing that the thing that's creepy to me about it isn't even that he wants to have sex. I I get it. He's a man. I she's mean, a beautiful woman. Like, or just he's uh, a human. That's yeah. Been like talking for, to another human for seven years. Like for even even for even for a minute, forget the disgusting entitlement that we've been talking about. What bothers me just as much, well, not as much, because the entitlement is just like profoundly horrifying. What pisses me off is that he can't read any of her body language or signs at all. She looks so uncomfortable. Like, it's so obvious. Do you think that he even notices when, because every single viewer can see how uncomfortable she is? Like, every viewer, even viewers that are Team David, recognize how uncomfortable Lana is. But do you think he can recognize it watching? I honestly. I honestly don't think he can. And that's because he's a little, I think he's a little bit of a sociopath. Yeah, I do too. He's he only thinks about his wants. He's never said anything about what Lana wants or That's a good point. He's never even once said that he wants her to have A B C D as an American citizen. No. Oh, I'm bringing her over here so that she can have her own career and opportunities. That's never come up. It's only been he's going to stick her in the fucking RV and have a bang wife that doesn't speak English. <laughs> That's all he wants. He he wants a Lars and the Real Girl like blow up doll. I mean, that's just gonna smile, look pretty. She literally is like a cyborg in this fucking shit. Like she just has this fake smile plastered on her face. She she looks uh, like unreal. She she looks like a real doll, like a real girl doll. So after seeing called. so after seeing Lana for two two episodes. Has your perspective changed on whether this is the person he's been talking to for seven years? It's impossible to tell because they've never had any real conversation. He has never had any real conversation with whoever this person is. He's talked a little bit about like how he wants to travel, but he hasn't talked about like, you know, anything. I I am assuming he hasn't talked about like anything deep. That's yeah. I mean, they've been talking for seven years, but I'm really curious to see what the nature of their conversations were, because what we saw on the show was basically a bunch of emojis and mm's on on chat. 
And I, I just have a hard more. time. Yeah, I have a hard time believing they were having deep personal conversations for seven years because it doesn't seem like there's really much of a connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, you would it, like even if Lana was like, "Ugh, this guy's sixty. I just have to deal with this to get a green card." I feel like if they'd really been talking for seven years constantly, that she would that there would be some more spark there. You know what I and mean? And like he would ask her things like, "Oh, how's your mother? Your brother? He doesn't, yeah, your he doesn't brother care. Rob? Like, where how's he doing? Like, and she doesn't ask about any of his friends. No, like, there's no. They, they don't know anything do you, about each other. Do you remember the time when we talked about this and this? Yeah. Uh, they, oh, they, rabbit! They, they you never... mentioned you like rabbit meat. Oh, I remember you saying. All he knows is that this woman goes to a candy store sometimes. That's like the right. only personal fact that he's said or mentioned. I, I can't imagine talking to someone for seven years and knowing nothing about them. But that's what this looks like. Dirty conversation. I think they've had like uh, sexual yeah. conversations, and that's like yeah, you think that's what he he wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's um, let let's get Stephanie. Let's Stephanie and Erica the shit. I was enraged, as I mentioned, about Stephanie's outfit. Um, <laughs> I. She like wears this wrap dress and by the way, she has attached to her suitcase, like hanging on the top is the possum stuffed animal that she brought as a present for Erica and gave to her in like the second episode or whatever. And Erica was like, Oh, possum. I'm like, Erica didn't even like take the gifts that Stephanie gave her with her. Good. Good for her. I know. I know. It made me happy. Um, but I'm just like, I'm sick of Stephanie. Same as we follow Big Ed home. Can we like get a recap on Erica? I guess we saw her talking with her mom last week, but I just, I don't care about Stephanie anymore. I don't want I don't to care see either. anything else from her. I don't wear Darcy heels to the airport and then she forgets her freaking mask. Aren't you supposed to be on the verge of death at any moment? I don't understand. One of the things that bugs me about Stephanie is... She does this thing that is terrible overall. It's something you should not do if you are on reality TV. And that is attempt to get in front of every possible controversy by posting long rants on Instagram about it. And so Stephanie does this all the time. Anytime that she's portrayed in any negative light, instead of making light of it or joking about it she posts a 12 page instagram story rant about what really happened and what it, yeah. what it was really like and she just she tries so hard to appear perfect sometimes and, and it bugs me so she she posted this whole thing about how yes i didn't have a mask and i tried really hard to find one but they didn't have one and so i was sanitizing and staying away from people and then she's like and i flew business class so that i could stay away from other people as if that's what? supposed to make you more relatable and You're look better still like right next to people in business it, class she idiot. like posted a bunch of pictures of her seat in business class to show how far she was from everyone else and it's just like i don't like, fucking uh, care I don't believe for a second that you can't get a mask in Adelaide. It's a big city. It's just go to a pharmacy, dude. You didn't think about it until the last minute. That's what it was. It's it's just alarming. I don't know. I look. I 
I wouldn't be berating her on this podcast right now if she hadn't taken every opportunity to be like, my illness, I'm on the verge of death at any moment. Can you sanitize this right. breathing equipment for this shark thing? Because right. in my mind, like the shark diving, there's only two other people on that fucking boat. And if they're going to sanitize all the equipment, you're pretty safe. And my I wife mean, had a good point watching this. I mean, we all know if this had aired three months ago, we would all probably be like, yeah, whatever. She doesn't have a mask. But now in the <laughs> pandemic, we're like, Will you bitch, get your goddamn mask on, you fucking moron. And <laughs> so true. But my, my wife had a good point. You know, everyone is, the, the government is saying, you know, if you can't find a mask, just you can make one out of a shirt. Surely Stephanie, get of all people, knows that she could just use one of her shirts or, yeah, a handkerchief and make like a makeshift mask. It's better than nothing. Like our our own government has basically said, yeah, an N95 is ideal, but we need those for hospitals right now. So use a shirt. Yeah. So exactly. if, if anyone knows this, it's her. Yeah. And it's, I mean, how many completely healthy people do you know get sick after flying in a plane because there's just the airport it's just a cesspool for germs like there's people everywhere there you know people are coming from all over the place the the airplane air is just recycled and like there's people all over you and 200 people are sharing the same bathroom over a five-hour period it's just and how many airports was she in who even knows you're eating food that's like out of some weird container and I've heard some weird freaky things about like water on airplanes and how they share the tank with the toilet. I don't know if that's true. Just saying the air, <laughs> the airplane is, is a dirty place. And I literally get on an airplane. The first thing I do is I take out some Clorox wipes and I wipe my seat down. I wop, I wipe that fucking tray table down. Everything disgusting. And I cannot believe she wasn't wearing a mask. We can move on now. <laughs> I was also, enraged by the fact that she expected Erica to drive six hours again. Oh my God. To say goodbye to her at the airport. Are you kidding She already me? drove three hours to have a coffee with you for five seconds and then drove three hours back. And that that's how nuts she is that it even occurred to her. I, I don't think she really expected it, but if it really did even occur to her that oh, she might show up, you're fucking crazy person and then the crocodile tears she can't even manage a a tear she just does her kind of coughing crying breathing exercise it's so irritating i literally couldn't even believe that she said when she's like looking around she saw forlorn at the airport checking in looking around like is she here i'm like no bitch she's not there like she drove (laughs) back yesterday she came down to have a seven minute coffee with you and you left like mother debbie done before she even finished her fucking latte and now you're mad that she didn't drive six hours to see you again no just just no hello lovely listeners are you sad that this podcast is just about over If you love our podcasts and you want to listen to Kyle and I talk about this trashy trash garbage show for even more hours every week, you can sign up for our Patreon. As a Patreon member, you'll get extended recap episodes every week, typically about two hours long, without ads, and you'll get bonus episodes as well. It's only $5 a month, and you can add our Patreon podcast feed to the Apple Podcast app and many Android apps, including Podcast Addict. So go ahead, treat yourself, and go to patreon.com slash realitycraycray to sign up. That's patreon.com slash realitycraycray. Should we finish this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Okay. 
I got to get back to not hanging out with people on Memorial Day. So, overall, pretty boring episode comparatively to the last few. I think next week is going to be real boring. And, um... I, I'm I'm ready for the new season. I'm ready to. I'm ready. I'm certainly ready for the other way, which might be my favorite overall franchise now. I love the other way. I love seeing the countries, even like people we didn't like last year, like Laura. Um, seeing all of the the three day wedding in Tunisia, I thought was fascinating. It's still yeah. one of my favorite things I've ever seen on this franchise. So, I love the other way. I think it's fascinating. I love the travel. I cannot wait to see Jordan. Um, I, first Ethiopia. first uh, gay couple with men. Yeah, in Mexico, it's yeah. just going to be great. I, I I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Duke Cannon. Our new sponsor. Yeah. What's where is it? DukeCannon.com and use Cray Cray for yeah, 10% prom- off? Promo code Cray Cray. So don't go to DukeCannon.com like slash Cray Cray. You just go to their website and you can enter the promo code there. I'm using their soap every day. It's awesome. Smells great. And uh, my wife is completely obsessed with the hand bomb. I can say that when the box arrived at my house and I stuck my nose in there before Kyle picked it up and I said, Mm, smells good (laughs) (laughs) it it really is delightful okay and uh everybody hope you're having a great memorial day we'll see you next week talk to you soon